In a world of podcasts about movies, sci-fi, TV, and podcasts about sci-fi, TV, and movies, two women chose to add their voices to the fray. Two sisters. One woman was willing to go to any length to explain away plot holes and bad pacing. I don't think, first of all, much like the entirety of this film, I don't think we're supposed to ask a lot of questions. The other, though, had no such sympathies. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Together, they joined forces to highlight the good, the bad, and the truly bizarre. This is See You Next Week in Space. Would you like to swing on a star, carry moonbeams home in a jar, and be better off than you are? Or would you rather be a mule? Okay, now, I have a question right <laughs> off. Like, I have so many. I have, okay. What is that from? Like, I know it's from this show that we're watching, but what is that? What is that? Why do I know that from? It's from, do you remember we used to watch Maybe it was a video, and it was little Lulu cartoon. Yes, 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 yes. That's what and it was. She did a bit to that. Song. Okay, that's what it was. I, that bugged me the whole time I was watching this. I was like, God damn it! I can't remember that stupid song, and I could picture it being a cartoon. Okay, yeah, I love that it was song. Little Lulu. <laughs> um, I now am just learning that I didn't know this because I only knew the little Lulu version. Um, it's a Bing Crosby. Hit, oh, apparently. that makes sense. Um, it does seem Bing Crosby-ish. Yeah. It's also weird. It's a weird song. It is. Oh, and it, does it really go, would you rather be a mule? Yes. And it, then it goes on. A mule is an animal with long, funny ears. Kicks do they do that part in the... He hears. <laughs> that is, wow, that is a weird song. Bing yeah. Crosby was a weird guy, I feel like. Um, yeah, probably. Wow, I did. I loved that song, and immediately I was like, that made me a little bit like, like this show a little more than I probably would have. <laughs> was just the fact yes. that they used that song. Yeah, but they only they can only use that very beginning part. Yeah, because once you get to the mule part, this, it goes all like off this. the rails. <laughs> yeah, um, and I mean, I don't. And the thing is, is like, even. Even the part that is about swinging on a star and moonbeams in a jar. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with the show I watched. No, <laughs> no. I would not say that's related to the show that we watched even at all. No. Because if this main character could do those things, that would be far more interesting than anything than what that we watched in this yeah. show. Yeah. Um, by, like, a factor of a thousand. Yeah. Like, this was... I w- so, hello everyone. <laughs> Welcome to See You Next Week in Space. I am Sarah Walsh, and with me as always is my co-host and sister, Amy Walsh. And Amy, before we go on to really, I presume, bashing the shit out of this show, <laughs> why don't you tell everyone what we're talking about this week? Okay, well, I had never heard of this show before. I have no clue if it was popular or what. But we watched the um, show called Out of This World. Um, It aired from 1987 to 1991. The particular episode we watched was Evie's Sweet 16, which was... Evie. Oh, Evie, right. I forgot because I didn't pay attention. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Season 3, episode 1, airing on October 7th of 1989. And this week concludes or, you know brings to this is our third installment of our 80s weird sitcom sci-fi shows (laughs) correct um and this actually turning it into a series was your idea which was a good one um but when you pitched it I was like well we've already we had already done we've already done the only two we'd ever heard of right like (laughs) so I was like are there is there even another one to do Mm-hmm. And boy, oh boy, did I discover there sure as shit was. Um, and we can and make this like a 10-part series. I don't care. <laughs> um, uh, I think I will need a break from this after fair. this one in particular. Fair. Um, because, and the way I found it was I just went on IMDb, 
punched in Alf and then went to the part where they were like, shows like Alf. Oh. And this was the first one. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. Well, and like, I will say, like, I watched this episode on YouTube. And um, I think that's like where it lives is. Yeah. So it's like not I will say no one's going to pay for this. Oh, no. And I wouldn't recommend that you do. And I will like just, you know, not to skip ahead to the end. But in terms of like recommending it, like I'm not even going to say I don't recommend it based on content. I literally don't recommend it based on the quality that it's available in. Yeah. It it will be hard to watch. Super low res. Really low Um, res. I felt like it was even low sound. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, like, so the description of this show is a teenager discovers she has supernatural powers when she learns her birth father is an alien. So she's half alien. Um, But this is an... I have questions. Like, uh, okay, 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 okay. So, first of all, in terms of, like, we talked about the theme song of the show. And just to, like, put it out there, the way that this show is structured and the oh, episode yeah. the, the episode that I, I watched... I was so confused. I did not know what was happening for the first five minutes. Like, the way... The episode I watched, again, on YouTube had another episode that came right behind it, which I saw, like, a little oh. bit of the beginning, so I realized this oh, is... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yes, I had the same. Do you, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, this is something that happens every week, and that's what I wasn't sure about, or every episode, rather. Um, so they do this crazy, weird, like, intro opening... Yes. Cold yes. opens theme song into the theme song. So the whole, yes. like, intro into the show is extremely long. Like... Yes. And the intro... Well, it had to be because clearly they only had 16 minutes of actual stuff. Yeah, but it didn't even help me. But it didn't even help me get anything about the story, to be honest. No, it didn't. It was... I can't even remember what the, like, information it gave us was, but it was, like, a voiceover, and it was like, and here's Evie. She's 16 or whatever. (laughs) Like, Right, um, and then that voice would stop, and then, uh, like, there would be Evie saying something like, Hey, Johnny, like, and then the voiceover would come back. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? It like, was very, it was sort of like, um, a little bit, it reminded me of like, uh, something on a show where they'd be like, last week on the show, we saw right. so-and-so go yes. to this. And yes, it was like a recap, yes. but it, they do it every single week and it's like the same recap. So it's not actually, right. it's part of their like intro. It was very strange. <laughs> yes. Um, and the other thing that ties this to the previous two uh, shows in this series is that this was also a syndication show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's happening right around, like, all of these are being shot in, like, late 80s, in ver- just on the cusp of into the early 90s for most yeah. of them. Um, and it's this low-budget thing. Like, we, And I know we've talked about it, right? Yeah. Like, that and again, the, if you're gonna do a low budget show, don't choose sci fi because, or don't choose one where you're gonna need special effects because you're I just know. dipping into your this budget. This is real bad. <laughs> this is real bad in the special effects department. I, like, possibly, I think this might be the worst. I can't even remember other than like I remember she disappeared a couple times. Oh, the flying stuff was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, so just in terms of the premise of the show, mm-hmm. um, which we already basically know, uh, this, like, so Evie learns on her 13th birthday that her father is an alien from a planet called Antares Prime, um, and only Evie and her family know about that situation, Okay, which I guess makes sense. Um, okay. Now, okay. Oh, go ahead. Well, <laughs> I'm just like, okay. So, but her f- father does not live here. He's not here, like in an no. Edgar suit. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite. <laughs> he's not here, like posing as her no, human dad. No. It's, I she's think gotta... he is on Antares Prime. Okay, and he talks to her through the cube in her room. <laughs> okay. Okay, got it, clearly. And And I also learned when I was doing my research about this show, so he can talk to her and she can talk to him through this glowing cube, um, but no one else can hear. Okay, 
Okay. Or activate the cube. Because it's like somehow genetically imbued with something and that's how they can talk. Okay. 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 And... And, and also, I should, I think it's important for our listeners to, when you're picturing glowing cube <laughs> that talks, yeah. um, whatever you're picturing is not how this looks. Yeah. You are wrong. Whatever <laughs> you're thinking of is not what this looks like. Okay, but also, okay, moving on from glowing. And it sometimes can open. Yeah, it's like a glowing, like, jewelry box slash, like. Yeah. It's. I, yeah, I can't even. And cube like almost doesn't seem like the right thing. It's like, like bumpy. Well, it's a cube, but it, it's it's yes. The basic form is a cube, but then it's sat on its like uh, points. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a diamond yeah. shape. But it's also like and bumpy. Yes, and then like it's made out of glass, but the glass is like frosty. Ridges. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on from the cube, which is like. I, it, there's a million things we can talk about there. But, like... I bet you never even thought you were ever going to say the phrase, moving on from the cube. Yeah, I didn't. Because have you ever seen the Why movie Cube? You? It's terrible. Anyway, um, the mom... I have so many questions about the mom. Okay, so <laughs> she is living as a single mother to this half-alien child. Great. Correct. Wonderful. Is the story, do we know this, or whatever... Was she abducted by aliens and they probed her and she, like, got pregnant from that? Is that what we're supposed to believe? Is I... Well, keep going with your questions. Is there such a thing as being half an alien? Like, it, do... Like... <laughs> how... how <laughs> I don't even know how to answer, ask that question. Like, if... <laughs> I don't know. I just literally don't know. Like, how do you be half an alien? Like, I don't just don't know how that works. Okay. So I I feel that the answer to the first question, which is, was she probed? And then she, did she become pregnant from that? I don't think that was the scenario. It was she was I in think, love with an alien. Yes. Okay, of course. And then <laughs> he, like, had to leave or maybe couldn't ever stay um, was he on like on Earth for some reason? Yeah. Um, and then, in terms of being half an alien, I don't know if the show explains like how that's possible. I wonder if the hold on, I'll, I'm on their Wikipedia. What's the science? Page. What's the science behind being half alien? Um, Probably nothing. Yeah. Um, well, I don't buy it, and I'm not a scientist, <laughs> but like it doesn't seem accurate to me. Oh, okay. Here, okay. So, Troy, that's the other thing. We've got yet another alien from another whole world where his name is Troy Garland. Okay. So, all right. Um, Troy met Donna, the mom, when his spacecraft crashed on Earth at some point in the late 1960s or early 1970s. The two fell in love and were married in 1971. Of course they were married. Of course, you have to. Um, two years later, Donna gave birth to Evie. Um, oh, the year after that, Troy was recalled to participate in a war on Antares Prime. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, no, it doesn't explain what the like mechanics of how you would be half Antarian yeah. and half human. Yeah, which, I don't. Buy I guess it. fair enough. Um, my like what I will say in a more kind of generalized way is because in other sci-fi things yeah. we see half people all you know like half this and half that pretty yeah. common. I guess um, so, but usually they're like they look like aliens. Do you know what I mean? Like when I think of oh, like yes, the lady yes, there, in like Men in Black that gives right. birth and it's like a baby alien, right? Oh, I guess That's she's right. maybe they're both aliens. I guess in that scenario. Mm. So, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, usually there's some kind of feature um, that would be different uh, because of your alien ancestry. (laughs) But, like, you know, but you could do it, like, the way Star Trek did it for ages and ages when, like, makeup technology was not as good as it is now, 
where you're just like, oh, they're, these aliens. Ba- they have they a just weird like forehead. Humans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, and so I think that's what Maybe we're that's dealing what... with in this All right. context. All right, fine. Um, so let's now talk a bit about the cast because yeah. there is a surprise in here. Just okay. so you know. I see that um, now. I did. I am surprised. <laughs> so also weird. So the name of the mom character is Donna Garland and it's played by Donna Pasco or Pasco, hmm. um, who was 35 um, and I was just, I'm not just now realizing this. She was 35 in this and she has a 16 year old daughter. So she has Evie when she's 19 years old. So that means she, she married an young. alien when she was 17. Cool. Yes. <laughs> I have no fault. That lady's life is weird. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so this particular actress did seem like she kind of started out with a bit more of a uh, kind of possibilities in her career. She was the character Annette in Saturday Night Fever, um, which I have never seen that movie, but I, I know it was either. a big deal. Yeah. And so, you know, and that and on that one, like her character is listed fairly close to the top. So I assume okay. that was kind of a decent role. I wonder if she was a um, dancer. I don't maybe. know that movie enough to know. Um, then she was the main titular character in a show called Angie hmm. um, that ran for like a season. Um, and then she did quite a lot of other kind of like one-off TV things. Mm-hmm. And then she's on this show. And I mean, then, <laughs> how the mighty fall, Jesus. I know. And then after this show, she has a big kind of like blank space until about 1997 then she starts doing some stuff again um and she in the in the more recent era she was a series regular on a different kid show called even stevens oh yeah um which i knew i recognized the name but i have never seen that show so i don't know it beyond yeah i mean i know i know of it but i never she was on murder she wrote too you know um, I did, but I didn't bring it up because you I, seem to hate it every time. I, I don't it hate it. It's show. the same way that I am about anyone who's ever once been in Criminal Minds, so I get it. Um, <laughs> I was just trying to see if there was anything else I recognized her from because no. um, she's been in a lot of stuff, actually, yeah. which is better than a lot of these people who that we've been talking about on these particular shows. Yes. Where, like, yeah, this, she's this, had a good career for and, sure. Like, and after it, like, too. Yeah. Like, in terms of staying, working, I didn't find any information about this being, like, terrible in terms of production like ALF was. <laughs> um, but I, I also feel like I didn't get the impression that this was, like, a big moneymaker like the, like, Smallwood no. or ALF were either. Well, no, because... Um, those... Nobody wanted to buy this. Nobody's ever heard of this. Like, it... Yeah. yeah. So, so sometimes I think actually being on a non-hit show, like, I feel like part of, <laughs> what do I know? I know nothing. Maybe some of the tension in, in the ALF, <laughs> on the ALF set was because it was a hit. So therefore there right. was more type of pressure. Yeah. yeah. And when your show is like a piece of garbage. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, we can be gone. You know? <laughs> like, there's no, there's like no stress. Yeah. Um, the next character, and I am not making this up, is called Bino Froelich. Oh. I'll say it again. Ugh. Bino Froelich. I don't remember that character. Did they say it, that name? Yes, repeatedly. Okay. Um, he, Bino is Donna's brother. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Maybe I didn't understand what they were saying. Probably. Um, so that's played by an actor named Joe Alasky, who was 37 mm-hmm. uh, when this episode aired. And what I discovered is, in fact, this uh, was his really only front of camera gig, um, certainly his longest. If uh, I can recall what he looks like, I'm not surprised. Are you saying he has a face for radio? I'm saying he sounds, he looked like he would be a good voiceover actor. Yes, and that's what he is. He's a he's a, actually very accomplished uh, voice actor. Um, he did Yosemite Sam in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. 
Um, he did a lot of the voices for Tiny Toon Adventures, which is a show oh. that I hadn't thought of in years. And then I was like, I think I watched that. Oh, yeah. Um, and actually looking, I looked, I just looked him up and looking at his picture. I feel like they made him look crazier in this show. Probably. Like, he doesn't look as bad as I remember. Yeah. Um, so he did a bunch of Looney Tunes stuff. He did hmm. a lot of um, the voices for different Looney Tunes characters yeah. over the years. He also voiced Grandpa Lou in Rugrats. Oh, cute. Um, and so he, I would say, of the people in this, in, under normal circumstances, he would have the best career of them all. Yeah, but that's there's a tr- there's a little sneaky trick in here, so that's <laughs> gonna that's gonna trump that. Mm. Um, then that brings us to Evie Ethel Garland, who's played by an actor named Maureen Finnegan. She was ex- she was in fact sixteen. Um, she looked this sixteen. Episode, um, yeah, because I th- like the the story begins when she's thirteen, mm. and so now she's sixteen. Um, this was her second job. Um, and perhaps where you think you recognize her, I didn't really get into this show, but she was a series regular for a while on Seventh Heaven. Yeah, I I think I read that and I was trying to place her. Um, I think what I recognize her from is definitely, um, a Criminal Minds episode when she's older. Um, yeah. And she, uh, she looks like probably she's retired at this point um, because her last credit is 10 years ago. It um, says that she's best known for the Eve, this Evie character, though, which is a little wild. Yeah. Um, well, it definitely looked like that was like her longest gig. Oh, she played like, the girlfriend on Seventh Heaven. How strange. Okay, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now that brings us to... An, an essential character in the show who is only ever a voice and that is Troy Garland and it is played and this is not made up and I didn't believe it when I saw it <laughs> by Burt Reynolds that like uh, not some not somebody else who also is named Burt Reynolds like <laughs> actual Burt Reynolds. Bertram Reynolds <laughs> I spell Bert with an E, so that's yeah. how I can be Bert. Uh, yeah, exactly. Bert M. Reynolds. Like, wait a second now, because what was going on with him? Was he having a midlife crisis? I feel like he was. He was 53. Well, yeah, he was 53. So um, I don't think we need to talk a lot about his different roles. Everybody kind of knows him from various different stuff. Um but uh, I didn't know the college football thing, though. I didn't know the college. So, yeah, he played college football but got a knee injury, and that is what then caused him to turn to acting. You know um, what? I'm sorry. I'm real quick. I hate people where that's what they say. <laughs> like, <laughs> that I just turned to acting. Yeah. Well, no, like people who are like, oh, I was this one first cool thing and I like got injured or like it didn't work out for me and then I got this other really exclusive job that I turned to be a star at do you know what I mean like that's very annoying anyway yes I do (laughs) know what you mean um and what's funny about that too is like a lot of his best known movies are where he's playing football or he's a coach really involved in football in some way oh that's funny um but so in terms of like where this was happening in his life and career um, he, his big, super big break was in Smokey and the Bandit, which uh-huh. was in 77. Mm. Um, and so then he's on like a rocket ship to the top for a while. Um, but then by the point he's in this, which is 87, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, his career had been in a real downturn at that point he was having a rough um, time. I mean, I don't think there's any way you could be on this show as right. Burt Reynolds and not, and also I wonder, like he probably also signed on to it. Fair enough, would do the same if I was famous, right? Like, because also voice work, a is, voice work, you don't have to is like super easy. You don't have to look a certain well way. Yes, I mean, in this show, I'm not sure how well paid, but maybe that he was like their full budget. Who knows? But like, right? That's why the special effects were so bad <laughs> because they're like, mm, we need to pay Bert this week, so you gotta, yeah. you gotta look like you're flying on strings. But like, yeah, the you're doing voice work, so you don't have to be seen. So if you're like having, 
not that this day. Yeah. Not that this is his problem, but like you can, yeah, possibly if you're, um, you don't have to be on the same type of schedule. It's not the same type of shooting schedule. You know, you come in, you do your lines, you get out, you go. Right. And he can probably do the lines for like even a whole season, maybe in one week of possibly like, yeah, and if so they have it all like, pre-written. I work for a week and yeah. then do whatever, you know. He might not even remember he was on this show. He might have been, like, high on drugs while <laughs> saying yes Could've to been. this. Who knows? Um, but also, so basically, like, this is a, a this period of kind of, like, he's not doing much stuff. He's not getting much work. What he is getting isn't very good. But then in the mid '90s, he gets his career gets revitalized by being in both striptease and boogie nights. Uh, no, I did kind of not a bit know of that. Slime ball. Uh, That's interesting. Type guy, um, and and that and that revitalized his career, and people were like, "Oh yeah, Bert oh Ronald everybody loves the creepy old you know? strip club man." <laughs> well, I, guess. I think it's. I mean, I don't think it was that. They loved that, but it was more like, oh, yeah, this guy is a good actor. Yeah. He's got a cool, like, I actually, it is funny because um, I'm surprised he hasn't done more voice work because he's got a really good resonant voice, yeah. right? So I definitely didn't recognize um, his voice. I'll say that much. And maybe he was counting on that. <laughs> I I can only imagine he'd hoped no one knew. <laughs> He's like, give me my check. Don't put my name in the credits. I'll see ya. Yeah. Goodbye forever. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that is real. It's nuts. I, I was like, I literally, when I saw him on the IMDb, like cast list, I was like, wait, is IMDb wrong? Is is IMDb (laughs) just straight wrong? Like, I know that so there could be many things that are not fully correct on IMDb sometimes. Like when you look at older shows and they put yeah. the episodes in like the wrong order and stuff. Yeah. But like th- that, I was like, no. That's a pretty big mistake. No, <laughs> not real, but it is real. That's wild. Um, so yeah, so then that let's just kick off talking about the show. And we've already kind of talked about how their cold open is into just credits weird. is like very confusing and like, uh, you know... I'm all for, like, experimenting with format sure. or whatever. But, like, if you're going to do that, you have to, like, have all everything, like, really perfect, like, technically <laughs> right. Yeah. And this was not doing that no. at all. Um, because we start with a voiceover where it's Burt Reynolds as Troy um, over, like, a Star Wars-type crawl yes. situation. Yes, right, right, right. Um, I forgot about that. And that's, and so I was, at first I was like, okay, I get it. We're doing the Star Wars crawl thing and it's giving us some things. And, and that I think there's even a stupid joke like built in and like, okay, fine. But then it cuts to these things where he's like explaining his wife and then it, he stops talking and then she starts talking to somebody about, is this when she's saying how she's 5'7 or something? Like, <laughs> I have no idea. I I was just... It was very weird. I was just trying to, like, wrap my brain around what I was seeing. And I was like, I can't really hear it very, very well. It's kind of, yeah. like, blurry. And then it goes into showing that everyone is coming over to the house because it's Evie's birthday. Yeah. And I was like, all right. <laughs> um, but, but then... Then there are credits, and I was like, wait, didn't you just do that? Like, yeah, I didn't understand, um, but I did, as you did, I was like, well, I like swinging on a star. I, like that. <laughs> I was like, really into it. When I heard they were, I was like, what? They stole this song from that little, that little whatever from that cartoon? cartoon young girl? <laughs> um, but so then we get to the real show, mm-hmm. um, which easily, I think we've, lost at least three minutes to this oh, opening gambit. Um, and in Evie's bedroom, Troy and Evie are talking. That's when we get the talking glowing cube. Mm-hmm. Um, and Troy is explaining that, oh no, oh my God, I almost forgot the weirdest part about this. What? The miniature mariachi band that's playing when she wakes up. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. So... 
just to like set the scene, because I there's a couple things I want to talk about that we haven't talked about in a while. Number one is not something we've ever talked about, but the the decor of mm. of the eighties and specifically like teenage eighties. I don't know how. I don't know how that was ever in style. <laughs> it there yeah. were so many colors and so much pastel, yes. Um, yes. and so much wallpaper. It was yes. and geometric shapes. Yes, also in the mix. it was her. I mean, her bed sheets were literally yellow, green, pink, and blue. I think like they, how do you need that many sheets on a bed? Well, I mean, they were—they all had no the like the oh it, it was had like all those set, colors like, in it. Got, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It was just like it looked like like a weird Easter egg had like thrown up all over her room. <laughs> like yes, and then weirder still, she's waking up, and you could almost you know that song that classical music song that's like da na 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 yeah. That tells you it's morning time. Yes, yes. Um, like that could almost have been playing. Yep. And she's waking up, and you see her like wake up in bed, and then instead of that song, it's like the classic mariachi song. And I was like, okay, interesting. And then, like, the mariachis were humans, but they were tiny. They were like on her desk and the size of Barbies. Yeah, like, what is that? Did her dad shrink know. down an, a mariachi band and, like, kill them? Like, what is the deal? I don't know, but Evie loves it. Uh, <laughs> and Troy's like, this is one of your gifts for your birthday. Um, I'd be like, that was other- not on my list. A tiny mariachi band was not on my list. Get me something better. And I think she even said, I didn't know you knew that I liked mariachi music. <laughs> and I was like... What 16-year-old girl Seriously. in California who's white is like <laughs> get me a mariachi band. Mariachi bands. Like so weird. I don't know. It seems very strange. So strange. Um but th- then Troy also says that the other big news is that Antarians get to choose a special power on their 16th birthday. Um and then the cube is also somehow connected to the computer because then her computer starts listing the top 10 powers that Ontarians choose. Yeah. Um, and they are uh, seeing through walls, having a tree that makes money, being invisible, um, making other people invisible, uh, something about putting on shoes real fast. Um <laughs> Levitation. That's the one I would choose out of all of those. I want to put I on my shoes fast. Levitation. Give yourself a facelift. Uh, reverse time. Tell other people what to do and make them obey you. Yeah. And reading minds. And okay. for each thing on this list, Evie does a gag. Like there's yeah. a joke that goes yeah. along with it. Okay, wait a second. Now, real quick, I'm going to ask you, because I didn't remember all the different things because I didn't write them down. What I feel like I hearing them again, it's so obvious what the choice is for me. Like, what would your choice be of those? Um, hmm. Maybe no, that wouldn't work. This is tough. I don't know. Really? Um, I feel like it's so obvious what it should be, but maybe I'm just maybe shallow. I guess. Of the two that seem like I would actually enjoy, I think either reverse time or being invisible. Interesting. Not a money tree. No, not a money tree. I mean, that's the obvious That would be mine. Thing. Yeah. Um, but, no, the reason I wouldn't want a money tree is that, um, you know, it's... All of these powers are the type of thing that, like, once you have them, you might realize that it sucks. Yeah, of course. But And also, the, also, all of them are kind of the type of thing where, like, if you have this one, you could also figure out how to do that other one. Like, if, right. do you know, like, if you could reverse time, you could also figure out how to get people to do what you want. If you Probably. could be invisible, same type of thing. Oh, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were rich, <laughs> same thing. You could get right. people to do what you want. Like, 
So yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the because uh, I paused for a while on like being being able to make others invisible because I was like, I do like not being around people. Yeah, um, and what if I could just make someone them all who disappear. was annoying me disappear? Yeah, <laughs> but that then is I was like, attractive. no, but I'm just making them invisible because especially yeah, they don't disappear. In, you might still hear yeah. their stupid voice. I might still hear their stupid voice or like bump into them or whatever. So I was like, no, that's actually not. I what think I want. muting people, if that was a choice, if you could mute someone <laughs> like you do, like having a TV remote, like, and you could like, be like you click. could manipulate people the way you would a TV show, that might be a good one. Yeah, I agree on that. Um, <laughs> but so basically, what he explains though is that throughout the day, Evie can try the different powers that she's interested in and mm-hmm. decide on the one I guess by the end of the day she has to decide yeah um so then her mom comes in and she finds Evie like floating <laughs> on the ceiling right <laughs> what the uh, what yes. is she there's even like some dumb joke about that she's like look up <laughs> yeah and then the scene ends where Evie is like flipping end over end. Yeah. In the air, which was like something, I guess. Yeah. Um, then, but, but it was very, like, I mean, it was okay, but it definitely looked like the way, like, it, it looked, looked like. pretty cheesy. It looked like Flying by Foy, which is like the theater, like. Oh, yeah. Thing yeah. where you can, you can see people, like the two wires, like. Yeah. <laughs> that she's yeah. flipping through. Yeah. Um. Then we get, come down to the kitchen and. Yet again, Evie's cooking her mom breakfast. And I was like, oh, it's like Vicky cooking the family breakfast. Um, And P.S., by the way, like, I don't know if we were just, like, really bad teenagers. I'm not sure. I don't have any frame of reference of, like, other people. But I'm pretty sure (laughs) that teenagers don't make their parents breakfast that often. Like, that's not normal. And definitely not on their birthday and that's like the thing like Evie says like actually parents should like moms should get their kid to make them something on their birthday because like that's like because of all the work that you did and I'm like fuck that I didn't ask (laughs) to be born (laughs) clearly the show was written by parents like because that they is were not like, this is just my fantasy i'm just gonna yeah. put it in here yes exactly um, because again i don't think that we were like terrible terrible teenagers i think being a right. teenager is just like inherently terrible so yes. and also inherently selfish it's like a selfish yes. time of life so like you're not like i'm doing things for others <laughs> like, right right no i don't not. know uh, then she starts testing her invisible uh, invisibility power and that mm-hmm. like Makes her mom, like, be upset in some way. And then <laughs> Uncle Bino shows up. Oh, they call um, him Uncle Bino. Maybe that's what I heard. I, I didn't... Yeah. Okay. I mean, Bino's not a name, so you might have just been like, I don't... I never knew that guy's name, but it's yeah. Bino. Okay. Um, and he starts talking with Donna about the gift that he's gotten for Evie. And Donna's trying to stop him because Evie's invisible, so she's listening and then Evie, like, shows back up and is like, tell me more about this gift, Bino. And everyone's like, ha, 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 <laughs> what a great joke. Um, then we return to Evie's room and Troy is asking her if she's going to have a big party that night. And she's like, no. Troy um, is her boyfriend Ma- or something? No, Troy is her dad. Oh, right. <laughs> God, from wow. From the cube. <laughs> right, right, right. Sorry. I, I see you later. I was looking at the next line. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, so Evie says no, they're, that they're not having a party that her mom was like, I'll just take the money I would have spent on giving you a big party and I'll put it in a fund to save for college. And I'll just say this. I don't know what kind of a party she was planning on throwing, but like. Some big fucking party. (laughs) If, if, if what you were going to spend is like a thousand dollars. That's making no difference to college. Like, oh, I thought I was. Oh, got it. I was thinking the opposite. Like, damn, we were we were having like a thirty thousand dollar party. I love it. And even that, if so, you save thirty grand. That's great. It does nothing. Like, well, in the eighties, it might have. Yeah, that's true. In the eighties, it probably would have paid for like 
Actually, in depending California, on where you go, for a state school, she yeah, she could have probably gotten on. Anyway, I doubt that's <laughs> what we're talking about. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Nonetheless, um, and so then uh, Evie says that at dinner she's going to try the power of trying to make people obey her, and she asks Troy like, "What do I have to do?" And he's like, "You just have to tell them to do what you want, and then they will do it." And I was like, "Okay, so that all right." Um, and then Evie goes off to her party or to her dinner and Troy starts working on the computer to throw a big surprise party for her. Then they go, then we see the restaurant where, um, Evie is there with her boyfriend, Chris, and her friend. Oh, I was just going to say that dude has been in stuff because I feel like I looked him up and I recognize him. Yeah. I can't remember what his stupid, um... You can keep, I'm going to look He was, like, the quintessential, like, 80s boyfriend. He had, like, yeah. blonde, floppy hair. Yes. And was, like, looked good in a tank top, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, Steve Burton, you would recognize him now, I think. He was, I want to, General Hospital. He was on General uh, Hospital from 91 to 2012 and 2017 oh. to present. He was also huh. on, and then from 2013 to 2017, he was on Young and the Restless. So yeah, he's okay. like he's like a big like soap actor. Got it. Okay. okay. I mean that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I don't really recognize him because I'm not much of an a soaps person. Yeah. Um, but he looks like you know he's the handsome. Yeah. They need really handsome people in that, and he's yeah. handsome enough. For yeah. Him. Yeah. Um. Well, good for him. I'm glad he his star rose after this <laughs> experience. Yeah. Um, but in this, like, so he's at the restaurant, it's like Evie, Chris, Evie's friend, the mom, Bino, a weird guy, and the mayor are all at this birthday party or birthday dinner. Yeah. Um. That's weird. That's a weird party. (laughs) Yeah. And then... Um, the waiter, like, kisses Evie's hand, and Chris gets jealous Mm -hmm. in some way, and then, so, Evie's, like, she makes him, she makes Chris, like, give his jacket to her friend to try and make, you know, she's testing the making him obey thing, um... The dinner conversation is nuts. I don't even fully remember it, but it's, like, um... I think they're all talk like there are weird sex jokes happening. I feel oh really? Like. Yeah, that's what I wrote in my handwritten notes. Oh. Lots of weird sex jokes. I didn't. Um, I was like, I was a little distracted. I'm gonna be honest. Like this whole scene, I was distracted, or this whole entire time, I was distracted by. Um, we haven't talked. To, we haven't done hair talk in a long time. Mm. Um, but her hair was so 80s and um, like oh, the, yeah, the feathered bang, yeah, the quintessential, That's like, what it was. It's like, yeah, it's like that swoosh up of the bang, and then also like the side swoosh thing, <laughs> like, with the, that you clearly yeah. have to do with hairspray. That is such an odd choice. Um, and it's her hair super straight, which you know, obviously, I'm jealous yeah. of, and then her outfit. She's wearing the outfit I was going to bring up. I loved this outfit. Of course you did. It. But it was like so <laughs> it was like she had like a short little like blazer jackety thing that was like yep. pale pink and like shoulder pads to the gods. And yes. like and then this little like um form fitted dress and then it goes out I into remembered like, those that it, it's the skirt where the yes. skirt is like where the top of the skirt is like jean. Yeah. Like yeah. I want to say in this case it was probably like white jean yeah. material. And so it, and then it or like, like goes sparkly to your material, hips. something that yeah. is like more form fitting. And it goes to your hips and makes like a V. Yeah. Like a a a form fitting skirt and yeah. then the rest of it is like poofy ruffles. Yeah, poofy ruffles that are like made it. of cotton so they're like always kind of wrinkly. Like Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> but it was it's a look and it is like very it is. very and it was like the height like if I had seen that in 1989 when this came out and I was 8 years old, I would have been like that adult woman is the height of fashion yeah, and, I'm and sophistication. Not, yes, for <laughs> sure. And I can't remember in this if she was wearing like little bike shorts underneath it, but that also would have been a look so. too. Yes, 
for sure. Because this was like a longer skirt. Okay. So you wouldn't have been able to see even if she had. Okay. Um, so later on, as the dinner concludes, Evie makes the mayor pay the dinner bill. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Because I guess, I don't know. Um, also in the kind of realm of clothing talk corner, uh, the mayor, <laughs> his look is he wears a polo shirt with a bolo tie. I forget him. I can't picture the he mayor. He was totally forgettable. It didn't matter. Okay. Um, then they all return to the house and it's a big surprise party that Troy has organized with the computer for Evie. Um, and okay. it seemed like... Wait oh, a second now. Sorry. That just reminded me. So the fact that she's got a computer slash alien dad, other people mm-hmm. know it? Uh, I mean, obviously the mom knows. Yeah. And so because of that, I assume Bino knows. Yeah. But I think everyone else does not know. Okay. So he just like arranged. Oh, no. Troy has arranged the Okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay. <laughs> I keep getting confused yeah. about who knows what. Okay. Who's, yeah. Um, so the party seems to be somehow robot-themed because there's a robot <laughs> rolling around, um, which is weird. Oh, yeah. And then there's all these guests, and so this is when Evie tries out reading people's minds as her power. Yeah. And um, every person whose mind she reads... She's only around adult men for some reason, which is weird. <laughs> um, like the mayor and the weird Latin guy who's there, and I don't know what his deal is. Um, and who else? Oh, and Bino. Like um, when she reads all three of these guys' minds, they're all talking about this blonde woman in the, standing in the corner. God. And again, I'm like, why is an adult at this child's birthday? It's not like, good. Um... But then uh, when she reads Chris's mind, he's only thinking about Evie. So she's Aww. like really pleased. And then she gives him a big kiss. Um, How cute. Yeah. And then she goes into the kitchen for some reason. And the robot follows her in and starts talking to her. And the robot and is her when, dad, right? Yes. What that's when she fuck? realizes that it's her dad. <laughs> Wait. I don't know how he went from being in the cube to being in the robot. I, okay, whatever. I mean, got it. So then she hugs this robot, and I feel like that's probably a tough acting. She, because she, yeah, because she, yeah, to be like, to pretend this is your dad (laughs) and hug it. Like, what? You already made me flip, like, a couple scenes ago. You already made me talk to a cube. <laughs> like, oh, my god! Every episode, yeah. Wow. Um, so then the final scene, we're back in Evie's bedroom. I guess it's, like, the end of the night. Evie says thanks to her dad for the party. Um, and that's it. And, I, and she goes to bed. And I was like, well, which power did she pick? See, I felt Wasn't like Wasn't that I, the point? Yeah, that was the point of the entire day. And what I felt like I understood from their conversation is she's like, I can't pick. I don't want any of them. That's sort of like is that what, what she, I don't know. That was sort of what I got from it. Because then they did some weird gag where like she was pretending to be invisible with her mom. And then oh, she was right. behind the bed. Right. And she's like, oh, this will be fun. So it's like she didn't pick any of them, and she's going to pretend she has all of them, question mark? I don't know. Who cares? I mean, but... I know, but, like, <laughs> it's, it's like, such a fucking... I don't even know. Like, it's so Bush League and bad that, like, I don't even get the resolution. No, I don't get it. The, do not we know that if, I even care, but like No, I don't on. either. But do, do we know if this show was a hit slash like did it I do don't well? think it was. I don't I think mean, so either see. in terms of like rememberability or like, you know. Right. Let's see. But I just am what? curious. Like and I, I also was wondering if it was um, like PS, American or the, Canadian. <laughs> it's American, but like PS in the Wikipedia page, the cube gets its own section. What? <laughs> Explaining oh. it. Well, I don't um, even want to know the answers. So okay. Probably. So, 
Um, but if you have to explain something so much, here's what I'm going to say, guys. If you're writing a concept for a show, in particular, a 20-minute children's show, if you, have, if you have one element of the show that needs that much explanation, and it's something that is used assumedly, is that a word? I don't know. Mm-hmm. If, that's, if it's used every episode, it's not good. <laughs> like, it's not a good piece to incorporate if it's that right. complicated and or that bizarre. Yeah. So according to Wikipedia, um, most, like, critics hated it, unsurprisingly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the general feeling is that it was really bad. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of whether or not this was a hit, um, it it was aired on NBC-owned and operated stations. So, okay. um, I mean, it was I guess in it's... most of the, like, major cities huh. of the U.S. So, yeah. like, Atlanta, Boston. I know it played in um, L.A. because I think that was the one that I watched was from L.A. Yeah, yeah. Chicago, Cleveland, um... Hartford. So we probably could have watched this. Interesting. We did not. I have no memory if I did. I don't think so. Yes. It says LA here, Miami, New York. I mean, so that's Um, big markets. Like, yeah, Seattle. So it got to Washington, D.C. So it, and then other cities as well, you know? Yeah. So it was around. It was there. They made. uh, They did four seasons, did you say? Four seasons, 96 episodes. That's a lot. I mean, it um, couldn't have been, like, that much of a flop. I mean, I guess it probably, with it being low budget, they're, like, the return didn't necessarily have to... I don't know how that works. But, right, like... Right, it, it's It's harder to quantify, I think, a hit show because it's, like, I don't think the money... It's not as clear-cut as, like, it made this much at the box office, right? You know, right, like... Right, right, right. But anyway, yeah. it's and not good. <laughs> no, it's not good. Um, and I do wonder if we had watched it as children, like the other two we talked about, if we would, yeah, uh, you know, like if we would, I assume we probably would give it slightly more. Yes, slack. I think I think um, so because because the other two, quite frankly, like if I watched out of context now with no. Like, I'd be like, what? Alien dude? What? Right. There's a robot little child? Like, of course, I'd be like, these don't make robot sense either. Robot slave child. <laughs> robot slave child? Don't buy it. But, like, because I watched it as a kid, I was like, got it. Totally cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, like, robot cube dad, I probably would have been on board. <laughs> like, Yeah. But it was funny, though, because, like, the cube, I, I almost wonder if I might have watched at least an episode or two of this because the cube is Was in that my familiar? mind in this way that I wonder if I watched it. But like beyond that, like yeah. I don't have I have no real me- I have no memory the way I had of Small Wonder and Alpha. Of yeah, show. yeah. Um, so I guess this is a good opportunity to go to yawns and eye rolls. Okay. So yawns, uh, one yawn is just like snooze oh no opposite like super intriguing and engaging loved every second and tanyons is like snooze city (laughs) well uh i think i'm gonna say like three because it was not boring and it was incredibly short and i was confused a lot of it so like when (laughs) i'm confused i get less bored because i'm like trying to figure it out but where what puts me at a three as opposed to like a two or something like I think I gave the other ones is the um, low quality of it. So it made me sure. a little bit more bored because I was taken out of it a little bit. Yeah, I think I have to go more like a five, but <laughs> basically for the same reasons. Like, yeah. Um, for as short as this was, it's like 22 minutes. It felt like a real chore. <laughs> I'll say. Yeah. Um, and, like, I was changed by the end of this. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah. I was just like, wow, you know, like, we've watched a lot of things, and some of them have been 
terrible and some of them have been really good and I, you know, the whole spectrum. And this one, I was just like, oh, what the boy, hell? Like, why? <laughs> why does this even exist? Like, yeah. It doesn't even, and even its gimmick is not as good as the other gimmicks. You know? No, like, because the thing is, like, I want to see alien cube dad like just like having alien but having it as a cube sometimes i think is fine like okay you don't want to have like to deal with i don't know alien makeup or whatever it is every single time but like sometimes i want to see alien cube dad and i have a feeling burt reynolds never showed his face no he didn't it's it says in the wikipedia page that like the dad when he would manifest in these ways like being like a the weird robot. robot yeah 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 no um, i want to see the i want to see the alien dad yeah or and if not burt reynolds character like surely other antarians can be trotted out yeah something at various moments and we can and and maybe they do look like human beings anyway yeah because that's presumably what you're saying when evie looks like a human being right so fine but like then cool then you can do some weird costumes or some wacky yeah. hair yeah know, or something come on um, yeah so in terms of eye rolls oh. one eye roll is like oh no i mean it's like alien show i guess so <laughs> Uh, what do you expect? Um, and 10 eye rolls is like, I, what is this? I just, okay. Uh, that's hard because I, (laughs) we've watched a lot of things that are like wacky and crazy and it's weird. I, I don't think it's, uh, mm, I think I'm going to go like seven because it was like pretty out there and pretty weird. But, and I definitely was not as on board for it as I was the other ones, like I mentioned. But at the same time, like, in in the uh, sphere of this series of shows we're doing, I feel like it actually doesn't make any less sense than those other <laughs> two, really, in the grand scheme of things. It just, I have less of an affection for it. So I was... Yeah. Not really on board in the same way, but I'm still going to say seven. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you on that. And normally for something as derivative as this, I would just give it a five because it's like it's neither. It's just neither nor it's just right in the middle. Yeah, but I think I have to bump this up because (laughs) it is just so poorly executed. Yeah, it's more it's more eye rolly just because you're like. No, none of the concepts you're doing are new or interesting, but like, but like, so you're not even doing them well, (laughs) right? Yeah. (laughs) So it's just real bad. Yeah. (laughs) And so for that reason, I agree with a seven. So yeah, I think it's probably safe to say that we don't recommend this. I don't recommend it particularly. Like it. Yeah, like it's it's funny to like. I I like bad stuff. Let's be very clear I like stuff that's bad I like stuff that's short and it checks both of those boxes but as I said at the beginning I think like the thing that really would stop me from you know uh recommending it to anyone or saying that I liked it is the quality of it and having to watch it on YouTube like it's just not really a fun experience even if you're like you know if you could watch it on in a better on a better platform and in like higher res, like maybe I'd say like watch one episode, but because you can't, I'm like, skip it. Don't even worry about it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't. And sometimes I'm like, well, you know, there are other episodes maybe, I mean, they would still have the technical problems, but like maybe the story would be a little bit better or something. Yeah. But I'm like, no, I don't even think. I don't think it would. I really even struggled to pick one of the episodes because I was yeah. like, all of this sounds stupid. Like, and all of them have the first three minutes are the same thing that is weird. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. It is all weird. So, yes. Uh, if you enjoyed this conversation, then you've gotten more from Out of This World than watching any episode of it would ever give you. Yeah. So, we saved you that 22 minutes. Yeah, you're welcome. Go read a book. (laughs) Yes, or take a nap or do anything other than watch this show. Yeah. Uh, So thank you, Amy, and...
and I am Sarah, and we will see you all next week in space. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of See You Next Week in Space. This is a production by Amy and Sarah Walsh with artwork provided by Riley Brown. If you'd like to learn more about our show, please check us out at seeyounextweekinspace.com or follow us on Instagram at seeyounextweekinspace. Until the next one.